You are listening to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is Episode 20, How to Feel. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership-related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. On the last episode, I talked about relationship with emotions and the effect that emotional intelligence has on our careers and our lives. And I promised to dive into self-awareness and self-management this week because for so many of us, self-awareness just doesn't come easy. Of course, because we're not really taught it. (laughs) If only there was a class in school or college, or maybe there is now, but certainly not when I was in school called, you know, don't fear your emotions, they can't hurt you, or how to choose your emotions because you can. What a different world we'd be living in. Rather, some of us, and me definitely included, weren't raised to consciously notice and discriminate amongst or label or understand where our emotions are coming from. And this definitely affects us as adults and as professionals. This could definitely be a short story series. Gotcha. <laughs> Your untethered reactions at work. Because I could recount so many tales myself and other people of not paying attention to or understanding their emotions and the effect that those have on people around us. When we're in a role of influence or power or leadership, this has an even more profound effect. And I've begun to think it's our duty to really explore and examine and strengthen this area. Because not truly understanding ourselves can cause us to act in ways that unintentionally erode trust. They impact our credibility and they cause confusion amongst our followers and people we work with. So here's an example. Let's say two peers are co-leading a project team. We're going to call them Terry and Nicole. Each of them wanted to lead that project independently. Ha! Hashtag bummer. They're co-leading. So now there's some tension in the relationship and frustration about how each of them leads the team. Terry is consistently concerned about Nicole's speed and her understanding of the entire project scope. And Nicole is irritated with Terry about his constant interruptions. And she feels like he really dismisses her perspectives. Not surprisingly, they're not having fun. And while they remain professional, of course, the team picks up on the bad juju. I am so confident that you've been in meetings like this, where other people's relationship and tension affects all of us. The sad news is neither of them is really taking the time to dig below that surface and understand what their emotions are in the moment. What are they feeling? And what are the thoughts associated with those feelings? 
So what happens is they ignore them and either do some of the following, some or all. One, they pretend they're okay and they compartmentalize the feelings until they go home. Then they might, oh, I don't know, exercise their demons out or two, eat their feelings. Done that a lot. (laughs) Or three, complain about them to other people who have no idea of the real dynamics of the situation. But of course, that person reassures you that you are the victim because like they're your family or your friends and they love you. And hashtag in my eyes, you can't do any wrong. This situation really highlights our professional vulnerability and the impact that's caused from both that lack of self-awareness and the lack of constructive self-management. Because in order to build trust in this relationship and also to create that positive dynamic in the team, Nicole and Terry would need to talk like to one another and share their feelings and have a dialogue that's not attacking or blaming or personal. In fact, what if they dug deep and empathized with each other? What if Nicole really tried to understand Terry's perspective and Terry tried to understand Nicole's? Or what if they just assumed good intentions? What if they entered into the conversation to learn about each other rather than give each other constructive feedback? Because that tends to be one way. Now, maybe in your world, this occurs. You and others show up with clarity about your emotions and you manage them in a healthy, constructive manner and you choose to empathize and you have transparent, authentic conversations where intentions are good and open mindfulness happens and resolution is ensured. And if so, I totally want to be on your team. I have to say I haven't encountered many environments and a lot of relationships that really operate with that kind of mindset and that kind of skill set. And some of this is tied to what I shared in the last episodes, our beliefs about our emotions at work and what we think we should be talking about and what we shouldn't. That lack of either self-awareness or thinking that it's okay to share our emotions affects us all. It costs us in terms of anxiety and stress. How many of you have ever spent time ruminating in your heads about other people? And then those four dynamics impact the speed and the quality of our work. And I think they really also affect the quality and integrity and our trust in our relationships. So much is tied to being able to learn how to feel and to know where our feelings come from. So what can we do about this very complicated area that we're not even trained how to manage? Well, here are three practices to try in the next week to be really mindful of. One is practice getting in touch with your emotions for one week. Travis Bradbury's research suggests that we have about 400 emotional experiences a day. Like what? (laughs) I know most people tend to be surprised about that. And why don't we realize it's because we're not always paying attention. We're not even self-aware. So pay attention to your emotions. Emotions happen in our body. So you want to note the physical sensations that you're experiencing. Notice them, label them. It's super helpful to even keep a log for one week, just jot down the emotions that you experience and what they're connected to. What's the situation? What is the circumstance? And then secondly, we have to understand that our thoughts are the things that are causing the emotions. Emotions don't just happen. They're caused by our thought. So if Nicole thinks Terry is disrespectful, and Terry doesn't think Nicole just even has a clue, um, those are the thoughts that cause 
both of their negative emotions. If you step outside of that, you can be the watcher of your thoughts because those thoughts will cause the emotion. And then number three, consider how you want to manage your emotions. As you do think about the thoughts, especially the ones that give you pain, can you reframe them? Are they even true? Or are you exaggerating? Can you see the other person's point of view? And can you share your feelings directly using assertive communication? This is a choice. Can you choose to strengthen your relationship? Can you choose to strengthen the relationship rather than burying your thoughts or feelings? What I would love for each of you is to choose these three actions. Just practice this for one week because it is a practice. Emotional intelligence is a choice. It is a set of complicated behaviors that together can create a really profound impact on our life. Though most of the time I choose not to look back into the past and have a lot of regrets, if I could do something differently in my life, this would have been it. It would have been to strengthen my emotional intelligence in my youth. Because today I get to live with this insight and it's truly life-altering. The connection of my emotions, experiencing them as they happen, connecting them to my thoughts, and choosing on purpose is life-altering. I don't try to run from my emotions. I try to own them, understand them, and honor them. And the good news is, you can too. Do you have a hard time being mindful in a moment, giving someone your full attention? I know I do. And for any of us who are trying to strengthen EQ, this mindfulness is critical. Join us the next episode, and I'm going to share three techniques for improved mindfulness.